Hey John, how's it going? What's up? Howdy. Happy December. H- happy December twenty uh, second for us. It's yeah, almost Christmas. It, 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 it's it's only seven days away. Uh, only a week away. <laughs> uh, gonna gonna be honest with the listeners here. This is our second time attempting this episode. Like a, like, <laughs> what, what, it's been like a week since we last tried something like that. Maybe a little more. Yeah, something like that. Uh, we tried to do the end of year twenty twenty two wrap up episode. Um, but uh. It, the the vibes were just not uh the, the vibes were off um 2022 was uh sabotaging me from behind and uh i just could not think of ways to not just be depressing on air so we can that <laughs> one um and we're back uh, and we're gonna we're gonna try it again uh so what's 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 going on john happy december H- how you how you doing we're no longer black pilled we we got better uh yeah. <laughs> we, we we've um I'm doing I was right. gonna offer a counter, but uh, white pilled is just not the. That's not I the one. That's just not it. That's just not <laughs> it. How are you doing, buddy? Uh, I do, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I'm living. I'm hanging out. Uh, I'm drinking a glass of milk. Very cool. Very cool. I'm, All he- good I'm, I'm here. How about you? What, what What have you been up to since? Since the last time we recorded an episode, which I I have completely forgotten when it was now, um, not much. Uh, I've been chilling. Uh, I took some time off work, uh, so I've just kind of been relaxing. Uh, been doing some gaming. Um, I got the Kingdom Hearts two randomizer set up on my PC. Let's go. Uh, so I've been playing a lot of that. Um, and I'm really really bad at Kingdom Hearts two, even though I've put a lot of hours into it that I probably should have been putting into other things. Um, but yeah, it's really fun. Uh, I, we were talking, uh, just before we started recording, uh, the past week I was, uh, using my time to watch, uh, the third and fourth seasons of Nathan for you, which is a batshit insane show that I have no choice but to recommend. Um, I, I know that most of the discourse is centered around his new show, uh, but there were moments in the, the, the third and fourth seasons, especially the last episode, the, the hour and a half long special uh, that ended the series. Uh, I think I really start to have started to understand the Nathan Fielder discourse um, because there are a lot of moments in that show where it's like uh, d- these people's lives are going to be irrevocably altered by their their by them coming on the funny uh, business business show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I gotta give a really strong recommendation to Nathan for you. Um, it is it is probably the most refined. Uh, form of cringe comedy that we've ever seen yet as a species. Hell yeah. Uh, um, the, the, it, the main thing... Were you going to say something else? No, no, no. That was just the main thing I was getting up to this week. Okay. Uh, the main thing I've been up to for, I, I guess... I guess really the past, like, month, maybe? It's getting close to a month. Uh, I've been reading a lot of JoJo. <laughs> Yo! Uh, Yo! I have a JoJo's pretty sick. I have a long history with JoJo. It, it is the first manga that I that I ever read. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I mean, there were things that I read in the past that were like in in manga style, but were made by Americans, uh, mm-hmm. such as the 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 Maximum Ride manga adaptation <laughs> and the oh. and, and the the World of Warcraft m- manga. Uh, I'm pretty sure those were made by americans uh, i think that americans. those are i think those are pretty close to the authentic japanese experience are they <laughs> i i i yeah I, I think it's pretty close but i but i read them from from left to right 
Oh, well, never mind. Okay. Yeah. Then. Yeah. That's, that's all it is. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, I, I, I first started reading JoJo in like 2013. Uh, mm-hmm. it was like late 2013, early 2014. Uh, I think you played a part in it because almost certainly because, uh, it was, it was in an old Skype group chat that you and I were in and <laughs> I, you, I'm, yeah, I'm like 99% sure it was you and like a couple other people were sharing screenshots of Steel Ball Run. And, yeah. and and I asked like what it was because I wanted to know what the funny cowboys were about. And mm-hmm. I was informed that it was JoJo and that I should start from the beginning. And I did that. And I yeah. I very slowly read JoJo over the years. Because uh, I, I read parts one and two in the span of like a couple of weeks at that point mm-hmm. and then i found They're out pretty easy to get through yeah and then i heard about the anime and then i was like okay i'll watch the anime and then and then i got in this cycle of like every time the next part was gonna be animated i i would read the part that follows the part that's about to be animated so like mm-hmm. so like when part six uh well yeah when, when part five was being animated that's when i started reading part six Right and I, I I I I tried to do that. I tried to keep that up, but like I I don't know. Part seven kind of fell through the cracks, and I didn't really start watching part six because I felt weird about it because the whole yep. Netflix thing and it being like broken up into parts. Uh, but anyways, after after close to ten years, I finally got to the part that I started reading JoJo to see, mm-hmm. and I finished it. I okay. I I've I've finished Steel Ball Run. It it was great. It was fantastic. It made the first six parts feel like a, a warm up. I I was right? I was very shocked at like how much better it was than everything that came before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I guess I'll 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 hop in here and say um yeah. you know some background um as as we can infer from from John's history here I do have myself a history with JoJo um. I, I also got into Dojo when I was probably around the same age as John. Um, was, that was like, that had to be in like 2014-ish. Yeah. Um, so it would have been like 16 or something. Uh, but yeah, I also got really into Dojo around this time. Um, because it was like, you know, kind of a, a big meme thing online. It was, you know, if you want to be a cool kid online, it was like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta check out Jojo's. Uh, this, this cool indie uh, anime manga called Jojo's. No one's heard of it before. Um... But yeah, uh, I also have read, uh, I've read the first seven parts. I have not read any of Jojolian. It is my greatest shame. It is the <laughs> biggest thing marking me as a fake Jojo fan. The other thing marking me as a fake Jojo fan is I haven't read Steel Ball Run since I was like 16. Um, Damn. But you posting about it has made me really want to fucking go back and read it because it is like, it is like, like on an elevated level as compared to everything that came before it where like, it is just shocking like how much more written it is and like yeah. how much stronger the characters are than anything that comes before it. Um, and I say this as somebody who like really likes like parts four and six. Like, I think that those are probably some of the best Jojo parts as well, but like nothing in Jojo comes nearly as close to being like a compelling story as Steel Ball Run does. It's so good. I bet I just, I've just been thinking about certain parts of it uh, ever since I finished it. I, I won't, I won't talk about anything in it because like, listeners please go read it <laughs> if just just read it go, tr- tr- avoid spoilers uh there are certain parts of it that if you if you don't know about certain aspects of it when you get to those aspects 
you're just not going to know what to do with yourself because like uh there's a certain famous person who's involved in it yes. that that I wish <laughs> a certain <laughs> famous person who's involved in it uh that I wish I didn't know like going into it but it's like one of the most talked about facts about part seven like i think mm-hmm. that's like the number one thing people bring up when they talk about the pitch of part seven uh but i wish i didn't know you're, you're talking of course about the real uh i forget what number of president of the united states he is the the real historic united states president funny valentine yeah right? yeah 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 uh but yeah part seven was so good that i just immediately started reading part eight I, I i i told myself i was gonna wait a little bit but like days passed and i was like i gotta know like how he followed this up, and I've I've been I'm only maybe like fifteen chapters in. I'm enjoying it so far. There, it, uh-huh. it's it's another one of those situations where like certain parts of it are like heavily talked about, just in in manga and anime spaces that like I know like certain parts that are coming and that I wish I didn't know. Uh, uh-huh. But I'm enjoying it so far. I I think the 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 main idea, the the main hook of it is is very interesting, uh, but I've I, I'm starting to pick up on small because it's written as a mystery, and yeah. and there are like I I am aware that there are things that Araki very genuinely just forgot about or dropped, uh, mm-hmm. which is kind of messy when you're doing a mystery story. Yeah. So, yeah. like, I have ideas in my head of, like, what's going on, but, like, at the same time, I'm scared that, like, some of the stuff that's going on in my head is going to be something that, like, Araki drops. Mm-hmm. That is kind of, like, a frustrating thing about JoJo, though, right? Is, like, a lot of the earlier parts are, like, they're very engaging, they're very fun to read because they're just full of all these, like, insane creative ideas. Like, Araki has, like, a genius creative mind, and he's really good at, like, come up with all these wacky concepts that make for amazing, like, fight sequences and, like, really high-tension, like, uh, sequences. Yeah. But, like, the... Nobody is reading uh, Stardust Crusaders because they are really invested in whatever the story of that part is about. Yeah. <laughs> I I genuinely can't remember. Like, they actually have to go to Egypt to beat Dio, right? Like, there's... What's the, what's the actual plot of that? Besides just beating Dio. Um... <laughs> I, I like that's like a lot of the like that's a lot of early JoJo. This could also be me just having a little literacy, but well, I mean, the main hook of Stardust Crusaders was that uh, Jotaro's mom got sick because of the 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 stand curse. I completely forgot about that. Okay, yeah, because okay. because she was going to die if like they didn't stop Dio, and it just it just turned out Dio's plan was just really grand, and they had to stop him. But like yeah. that was the but, like, that was the main hook was like saving saving the mom. Do, do they talk about that, like, at all in the manga, like, after the first couple chapters? Because, like, I'm thinking of, like, how it ends, and I can't even remember if Jotaro's mom is mentioned in the ending of Stardust Crusaders. Uh, I'm pretty sure the ending is, like, him on the plane going back to Japan. Yeah, but it's, like, all, it's, like, focused on, like, the, well, the, the plane scene is, like, the remembering the comrades we lost thing. Yeah. I um, don't know. I don't know. Stardust Crusaders is my blown... least favorite part, so like I <laughs> I'm glad that I'm glad that the arc of history has kind of moved towards like Stardust Crusaders haters being vindicated because like it's got uh, the cool it's got some cool shit in it, but like it's not 
it, it, I, I think that like parts four and six and seven are just wholly better than it in in most ways. Yeah, when I was when I was going through Stardust Crusaders, I was just kind of going with it because it was JoJo. I didn't really uh-huh. get invested in it until they got to Cairo. Yeah, that's where it really picks up because because the, it 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 felt like I was reading a cartoon because it really was just like Monster of the Week, like I. I yeah. JoJo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. JoJo. Um, That was like 10 minutes of talking about JoJo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Steel Ball Run. Uh, really fucking good. Would recommend it. Um, I would honestly say, like, I would recommend just reading JoJo because JoJo is great and it's fun. Yeah. And uh, it, people should read it. Um, But, like, if you have interest in Steel Ball Run, like, you can just read it on its own. Um, It's not really codependent on anything else. Yeah. Uh, if you have seen a meme online before, then you probably understand the concept of a stand. So, like, you can you can skip to the trolls for JoJo. I, mean, I think it's fine. I mean, there's there's like a, a a random chapter in the middle of Steel Ball Run that like explains what stands are and the limits of stands. So, I like, about that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fine. Like, it, I I feel like Steel Ball Run would be enriched by the fact it, that you've read parts one through six before it because there's a lot of references. Mm. Uh, but like. To me, like, people like to say that, like, there are quote-unquote counterparts in Steel Ball Run, and you're supposed to, like, have your expectations set by what you know from the original continuity. But to me, it, it, it's always just felt like references. Like, yeah. it, it doesn't really go any deeper than that to me. Unless, unless like, Part 9 comes out and Araki is like, haha, this this is what was going on the entire time. Like, it really is just references. It, it, it's certainly, like, not enough to make it so that, like, you are going to be stranded if you haven't uh, read, read yeah. the rest of the jo- JoJo before. Before so, b- yeah. before we before we move on from JoJo, I, 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 there was one part that sure. I, I did want to mention. It's going to be weird as hell when, when part nine starts and I am, yeah. like, caught up and reading it with everyone else. Because, like, JoJolian started, like, before I got into JoJo. And it was running the entire time I was catching up to, to JoJo. <laughs> and now it's yeah. now it's over and part nine's coming out in February, which is like crazy. I'm excited. Yeah. Uh it's it's gonna be weird to um to be like be putting my second kid through college and JoJo and uh part nine finishes. And it's like, <laughs> oh, we finally got a villain for this one. That's crazy. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh Home well, Suck. <laughs> Holy shit! Uh, hello, listeners of a Homestuck podcast. Uh, I hope you didn't all click off. Uh, click off. How, how's everyone doing? Homestuck. Uh, wh- <laughs> what about what? What about Homestuck? What about Homestuck? We, all right, Johnny, we, love, about Homestuck? we love Homestuck. We have a bunch of discussion points because the last time we tried this, we were just kind of meandering and, be, and being black pilled about twenty twenty two. But we have actual <laughs> we have an actual document with points to talk about. Yeah. Uh, do you want to, do you want to just start, uh, scrolling down this thing, uh, or, or anything, or, I don't know, I'm, I'm seeing the floor to you. I mean, I Takes mean, away. The, the, the point of this episode is, like, it's, it's like our previous looking back episodes, but, like, for the most part, this is kind of, like, our quote-unquote last one for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Because we're gonna be covering fandom stuff from here on out and it's 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 going to be us doing that until we get tired of doing that or until 
something official whatever until something official happens from from hussy or what pumpkin or whatever <laughs> until hussy comes to us and is like you guys can stop it's fine <laughs> so, so yeah like the, this is our looking back on 2022 episode but it also it, it's kind of functioning as a looking back on all of it episode yeah um so yeah that's that's what we're here for that's the point of this episode all right Okay, so um, I guess to start, uh, this 2022 uh, for us was like pretty much exclusively devoted to um, the stuff that came after Homestuck, right? Yeah. Like we finished up Homestuck around the end of 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went on, we moved, read, and then this year we went through uh, the games. We went through Frontsim and Pester Quest and Hive Swap and Hive Slowback 2, and we've read the book, the epilogues. Um, and that was what else what else was there uh there was like the the cursed timeline in the middle there yeah. um there was with... the, there was the other sweeper on hell jeff book oh yeah a classic of course um so yeah uh so in general uh i guess how do we feel about the the body of post canon work and its existence um and uh how it holds up compared to the, the the comic that we all know and love. Um, how, how do you feel about there being a big post canon body of work in the first place? I guess. Um, I think it makes sense. Uh, Home Homestuck has a lot going on in it. It's it's uh-huh. it's eight thousand pages span spanning. What was it like seven years? Like was it only seven? Uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Started in 09, ended in 16. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, there, there's, there was a lot going on in it, uh, which, which opened doors for, for more content. I think, I think the, the, the one that makes the most sense is obviously the epilogues. Uh, because uh-huh. I, I have said many times how unfulfilled I felt by the ending of Homestuck and Hussey had been promising an epilogue since like i think it was like a month after the the original ending uh mm-hmm. so like i had always expected it and i i think its existence is justified especially with how good it is um mm-hmm. but with like everything else uh like expanding into video games that makes sense i mean there was the there was the kickstarter so like hive swap kind of had to exist or else I don't know. I feel like things would have happened to Hussey if 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 if, <laughs> if Hive Swap didn't exist in some format. Uh, Legal action may have had to, may have been necessitated. Yeah, uh, but as far as like Friend Sim and Pester Quest, I think that like also makes sense with with like how many how many characters there are in Homestuck, and also how many characters can exist in the Homestuck universe. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. Uh, I guess generally I I am I am positive towards post canon content. Uh-huh. Uh, it all makes sense, and I enjoy pretty much all of it a lot. It, it, it it's shocking to me that uh we've been we've been all year we've been gassing up all this post canon stuff, and then at the end of the year we come around and we're like you know what I think it was good. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think that I generally I think I I agree. Uh, the epilogues are obviously like a, a special case of their own. Um. In that, like, they serve a very unique and pointed purpose that I clearly exists in Hussey's head. Um, I was I was doing some thinking about like the 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 games, um, and I think that like 
Hive Swap is kind of interesting to me because it's uh, it's one of these games that like it, it blew up on Kickstarter and then a hundred years later, um, it came to fruition. Uh, and so the the audience that it kind of has released to is like already perpetually dissatisfied with everything that has perpe- like gone around around it. Yeah. So I think that it's kind of funny how I, I just I just think it's funny how like High Swap is kind of like a game that just came out too late. Um, but in spite of its unfortunate timing, uh, I, I I enjoy it. I enjoy. I think I enjoy. I could use some indoor um all of the the post canon stuff um and what it contributes to homestuck as a continued thing that exists yeah i, I i'm gonna be um, honest I, I i was a little bit surprised how much you enjoyed uh some of the post canon stuff like i i had a feeling that you 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 were gonna enjoy the the epilogues mm-hmm. uh but as far as like the games i I don't know. I I don't know why I expected you to like enjoy them less than you seem to. I I don't know. I maybe it's that like I have a, a reputation for being like the guy who plays a shitload of Dark Souls in our friend group. <laughs> yeah. Um that that could be it. Uh I'm I'm a I'm a hardcore TM gamer TM. I do randomizes and shit. Um but like I don't know. I, I think that the the games are really charming. Uh, I have like a I have I have I have a bit of a soft spot for like point and click games, even though I've never been like that big into them. But like, yeah, just from beat like growing up playing like all those like edutainment like putt putt games and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, all the classic uh, K through twelve learning edutainment software. Um, I do have a soft spot in my heart for the for the point and click style, and I think that um I I I I really did enjoy uh, especially the second part of Hive Swamp. Um, where it kind of got to be homesuck a little bit more and, and take in, like, the character elements of it and, yeah. and more better, be- like, express itself better through that rather than the first part, which was a little bit of a slog, I'll admit. Um, Let's see. Uh, so, I, I guess uh, with it existing um, and being a part of... It, it, the the post canon content I think is now like solidly a part of what makes up Homestuck. Um, at least to me, like I don't think I'm ever gonna be able to uncouple it. Yeah. Um. So like in light of that, like what parts of Homestuck do you think are best exemplified through the post canon stuff? Like what do you think that it does better that the original comic didn't, and vice versa? Like what uh, are there any strengths of the original comic that you think didn't come through in the post canon content? Um, hmm. Um, I can, I, I, I have, uh, I, I, I was thinking about this one. Um, Lay it so on like, I, th- I, I feel like the, um, the games especially, uh, in the epilogues as well do a really good job of, like, weaving in, um, kind of the more, like, world building political elements of Homestuck. I think that's kind of been a big uh nexus of discussion for us in the past year yeah um is how just like how political the uh the the, the post canon stuff gets like hive swap um and uh lord forgive me um friends him a little bit uh hive swap in the epilogues uh hive swap act two in the epilogues especially um we talked a lot when we were reading uh homesuck the the comic about like the 
groundwork that was laid there. Um, I, I always kept, I always keep going back to like, uh, the initial exhibition of, of Lord English and how that first introduction of him as a villain really draws a connection between like, uh, class, like class dissonance, uh, social, like social, um, unrest and infighting, uh, as a harbinger, like as a mechanism through which Lord English operates. Yeah. Um, and I always went, I always went back to that. I we bring that up all the time, um, because I thought it was really cool and it was a really uh good way to like weave in um these themes of the story. Uh, but Holmesuck didn't really do a ton with that ultimately. Uh, I I I liked where Lord English ended up. I liked all of the Caliborn stuff a lot. Um, but in retrospect, and this might I might have to read it again just to to check. Um, it kind of felt a little bit more personal, localized to. Uh, the fiction of Homestuck, like, or, uh, it, uh, and the fandom around it, than it did around any other like larger social point. Yeah. Um, and I think that the it, it ultimately ends up as a strength of the post canon stuff that it moves a little bit outside of that. Um, the epilogues are still like very much about uh about Homestuck itself, but um, I do kind of like that it brought it back more to like a grounded uh there's like grounded themes there's like more rooted in reality like um the, the like the political themes kind of got more rooted in reality like they became more existent um and the like central conflicts uh becoming like in all the alternative focused media like all the central conflict coming to war around like okay things on alternative are really bad uh authoritarian governments are really bad um and this is how we can build like uh, relationships between people um, as part of like both a political project and like as part of uh, just self improvement and making your life better. Mm-hmm. I think I-, I liked a lot where the where Hive Swap Act Two and like Friend Sim and Pastor Quest took that uh, as opposed to. I don't think that the original comic really did much interesting with that. That's one thing that, that's that I would say that's like the big thing that comes to me is like. I think the post canon stuff sticks out, uh, sticks out to me on based on that. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> My bad. Uh, what else? Uh, something something I really like about the the post canon content is each each project individually uh, has like a really distinct identity, uh, but at the same time they all feel like they really bring something to the table and, and like are good extensions of Homestuck itself. Uh-huh. Uh, e- even, e- even, uh, L- Lord, forgive me for invoking its name. The, the sky and <laughs> systems lore, uh, <laughs> e- even though like some of the information in there is, is cursed, uh, <laughs> And maybe not that good and shouldn't have been in there in the first place. Uh, if Andrew Hussey had never made the timeline, this never would have happened to Kanye. <laughs> so true. <laughs> uh, but even that, um, it f- felt really distinct, but also like it it added things that I that I, I kind of enjoyed. Uh, such as Jake being o- Obama's grandpa. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of great shit in there. Uh, even even if all you can really point to is like you know there's some really great hussy humor. Yeah, uh, 
but yeah, I I really do find myself enjoying like all of the post canon content in like really unique ways. Uh, but it all feels like Homestuck, uh-huh. a- and I think that is a a huge success uh, on the part of everyone who worked on the post canon content. Yeah, I, I think that like the um, it, it's not the it's not like the same like authorial it's not the same authorial flair as like when Hussey was like the main uh, person in charge of like the comic, but yeah. Looking back on, uh, I, I think that um, there's, hmm, how do I say this? I think that uh, a lot of people are very critical of some of the, like, modern homes, like, you know, like, if you look back on, like, when uh, when Hussey is, like, very clearly, like, at the reins, like, on his soapbox in Homestuck 1, a lot of that shit is, like, very clearly the worst part of Homestuck. <laughs> um... Like the just the whole, the whole Dancester bit, um, yeah. Like there's a, a lot of stuff in I I I don't even know where this comes. Like just um the 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 difference between the feeling of Homestuck one uh, of, of Homestuck and like the post canon stuff. Uh, I I I feel like uh, there's a lot of um I don't know deification that goes on in talking about like Hussey's original vision mm-hmm. when a lot of it just fucking sucks and I think that uh the the post-canon stuff uh even when it's being like heavy-handed um it, to a degree that maybe like I would not go so far as to like I don't know it, it, I think even when it's been a heavy being heavy-handed like it never comes close to being like nearly as embarrassing as the most embarrassing shit in Homestuck yeah <laughs> it, it, a, a big strength of it is that even when it's like being preachy um it's like you know one the values are a lot uh the values that it's espousing i think are a lot better than like here are all the people that i'm mad at on tumblr um and two like it is often just like better executed uh and i, I think that like maybe it's maybe it's not the worst thing yeah um uh strength and weaknesses um uh in in regards to like weaknesses uh that that are kind of made evident in the original comic by post canon content mm-hmm. uh some of the post canon content has ha- is really good about making you realize that certain characters didn't really get what they i don't maybe not maybe I won't phrase it like that so some characters didn't have it as good as they probably should have in the original comic. I think Jane, not Jane, Jade, uh, is probably the the best example. Number one example of all time. Yeah. For sure. Uh, because in the epilogues, uh, the epilogues being about epilogues themselves, but also being about Homestuck itself, uh, uh-huh. the, the way that Jade was utilized in there was kind of riffing on the fact that she was really underused in Homestuck itself. Uh, which I don't know. I feel like there was a way that they could have done that better. It's outside, like, <laughs> outside of literally neutralizing her for like most of the epilogues. It's like Jade does nothing in the epilogues as a bit about how she does nothing in Homestuck, but she's still just doing nothing. Yeah. Uh, and it's made even more evident in 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 Pester Quest. In in Pester Quest, she's like almost aware that she's constantly being sidelined and getting the short end of the stick. Uh and that's that's something that I kind of like about 
uh, some of the Pastor Quest writers. Uh, some of the people on there very clearly love these characters in a way that maybe Hussey didn't love the characters himself in the original comic. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And I, I feel like that's another sh- strong factor of some of the post-canon content. Yeah, I, I feel like it's it's kind of a weird, like, uh, thing to, to, to talk about, right? Because, like, I think that a, uh, a character in a story being underutilized um, or getting the short end of the stick is, like, not necessarily, like, I feel like authors are allowed to play favorites to some extent. Like, I yeah. don't want to yeah, be necessarily down on Hussey for, like, you know, Nepeta doesn't really get a ton in the comic. Um... But, like, for a character like Jade, it does kind of fucking stick out really bad when it's, like, one of the main four characters. Yeah. Um, and John and Dave and Rose are all, like, fan favorites who get a ton of time on screen to, like, uh, develop and, like, do cool shit and, like, go through stuff. Um, and, yeah, the... Jade just doesn't get that in in, in Elmstuck. Um... And yeah, I, I like yeah. I think that you can probably call it a failure when it's one of your four flagship characters that's like on shirts and stuff with the other three. Yeah, and then the, the um, and then there's other other things in in Pester Quest that kind of remind us that maybe some characters will never truly be characters, like Feffery. <laughs> uh, yeah. The the tragedy that Feffery is still just a character who who said three slurs and then died. It's it's crazy how in the in in like the comic like she says three slurs and then dies but like at least those are like four things she does yeah in Pester Quest she doesn't even do any of those uh she she summons a character from from the last game and that's it <laughs> she does nothing <laughs> like she shows up as like a vehicle for another character to show up and be like hey uh this game has a plot right yeah yeah God um. What else? Uh, I guess, like, since we're talking about the epilogues now, um, I, I, I wrote down uh, on this sheet, uh, how has post can influence your thoughts and feelings of the original comic? And now I realize that's a really fucking big question. Yeah, it is. Um, I don't know. Uh, so, like, just... I, I feel like I, I don't even know if I can ask you, like, uh, Homestuck in a vacuum versus Homestuck with the epilogues expansion pack. Um, but I can say, at least, that, uh, I think the epilogues and the post-canon stuff, like, really got me thinking, uh, on a deeper level about most of the characters. Yeah. Um, Same. And I think that that's, uh, both a blessing and a curse, right? Because you get, uh, you gain these deeper appreciation for the characters, um, and, like, the story they're in, and the, what makes it so special. Um, but it, like... It really uh, makes it a lot more painfully obvious, like, when you go back and you read parts of Homestuck uh, original, um, just where this vision might not have existed uh, before before, before the epilogues, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, like, uh, we talk a lot about, like, Dave and Rose um, and how in the original comic there's kind of this weird tension where... It's really hard to tell uh, how serious it was supposed to be in the beginning. Um, it's hard to take uh, acts one and two, like Strider household shit, that seriously when it's all being played off as a joke. Yeah. Um. But like beyond that, 
uh, I don't know. Um, I think that, uh, I'm trying to think of a good example, uh, from uh, Among the Trolls. Um, Vriska is a character, is, I don't, I don't even know where to start with Vriska. <laughs> like, I, I love everything that's been done with Vriska, but sometimes it feels hard to, like, reconcile every piece of Vriska content from across history, you know? Yeah. Um, there's, like, no, I'm lost. Um, there's, like, the, uh, there's a, 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 a there's a, a dearth of, of, of post-canon, uh, content that, uh, outlining how Vriska is very sympathetic. Um, but a lot of that just becomes very hard to, like, square with, like, reading Homestuck and, like, the way that uh, Vriska is presented in the comic, um, throughout. Um, like, the, the whole speech at the end where, like, not, the whole epic Vriska speech where she talks about, like, being, uh, the, being the bad guy, and, like, that being, like, her role. Um, for me, like, that grinds up a little bit against, like, the idea of, like, of, like, her in, like, Pester Quest, for example, where, like, she decides to become, like, a good person, or, like, the uh the desire to like be good is like very present and strong within her that ends up guiding her um and i guess i, I don't even know if that's like a it, it just becomes like difficult sometimes to work out like all the different versions of things that are presented uh throughout post canon versus uh the original because even though uh i think post canon is like generally very strong it still sometimes is Obviously, the work of a lot of different people uh, contributing their own thoughts and uh, input on how things should be or how things are in the universe. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I guess like, is there anything like for you that's uh, kind of been that's like really changed in the original comic that's kind of hard to look back on as uh, as you might w- once have? I don't. I don't think so. Okay. I, I feel like if there was, I probably would have said something about it while we were actually covering the comic itself. Uh, uh-huh. Because I had already read the epilogues at that point and, uh-huh. and consumed all of the other content that we've already covered. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't really, I don't really think the, the, the post-canon content has like retroactively changed my feelings about anything. Uh, and, and that kind of goes back to what I, what I was saying a a bit ago about how they all feel very distinct. Uh, Mm -hmm. and that, that kind of does go to the extent of they are very distinct entities in my mind. And like, yes, the epilogues are like the sequel, uh, but, but like, all the talk about canon, all the stuff that Hussey has said about how, how he feels about canon and, like, the existence of Homestuck Squared and, like, all the fanon content, like, it, it, it just all seems so separate in my mind. Like, yeah, it's connected, but also it's separate and, like, I don't know, I don't really let the intermingling happen. Uh-huh. Uh... 
the the original comic is very solidified in my mind, and I and I uh-huh. and I know how I feel about it. Uh, and the same is for the epilogues. It's very solidified in my mind, and I know how I feel about it. There's not really uh-huh. any like, yeah, yeah. Am, am I conveying That's... myself well? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I understand what you mean. Um, I think, like, this is, I think, part of, uh, an interesting part of, like, you know, our, our different experiences, right? Because, like, for me, um, uh, I read, like, basically, I want to say, like, everything from, like, page, like, 6,000 at least onward. Uh, 6,000, like, at most onward, um, was, like, pretty much completely fresh for me, uh, reading it. And so I went, we went through all that in 2021. And then, kind of on, like, basically just, like, just on the heels of that, like, well, I'm still, like, kind of processing the way that the comic ends and, like, how everything wraps up and, like, how and I had been familiar with for that point. Um, I kind of also, uh, w- like, through 2022 also, I, I took in all of the post-canon stuff for the first time. So I'm still trying to, like, uh, kind of reconcile it all together in my mind. Like, for me, Homestuck never really... I never had that period where Homestuck, I, I finished Homestuck and then I was done with it and it was over um, and then new stuff started coming out. So I've kind of been processing like the ending of Homestuck all in one. Yeah. But, like I, I've been processing, I mean, like I, 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 I never lived in a world where there wasn't an epilogue basically. Yeah. Um, and I haven't finished the comic. Um, so it is, so it's like really uh, interesting for me uh, reading the, the epilogues and stuff um, and because I kind of view this as, like, I have maybe a bit of a rigorous view on it of, like, this is what comes after, or, like, this is just the next chapter. Uh, I, I had kind of more of that, like, I can just turn to the epilogues after I finish the comic, whereas um, I never, yeah, I never had to, like, look at it as, like, a, a standalone work that didn't have an epilogue for a while. I see. So, yeah, so, like, uh... I don't know, it, it, it's kind of hard, for, it's weird to me, uh, for me to think about it, um, because the way that I, uh, like, consciously process the existence of the epilogues is, like, I know that they came, uh, I know they came, there was a period of time between the comic ending and between the epilogues coming out, and, uh, but, like, the end of the comic just kind of went right into the epilogues for me. Like, uh, I was processing, um, I'm, like, still processing, like, all the stuff that happens in Act 6 with, like, Vriska's ghost, uh, alongside everything that happens in the epilogues with, um, Vriska, like, showing up in Candy and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the whole, uh, like, Terezi, everything that happens with Terezi towards the end of Homestuck, uh, kind of has been parallel processed with everything that happens with Terezi in the epilogues, um, which are, which is a lot, um, and so I just kind of, like, I'm curious as to, like, your perspective as to, like, if, uh, what changed, like, between reading the comic and, like, reading the epilogues. Um, if, if, if that's, like, a question that you can answer at this point, because it's been a couple years. <laughs> but, like, I find that, that, that disconnect is something that, um, I don't know, it, it, I, Homestuck is a thing that's very difficult for two people to experience in the same way, so I think that's kind yeah. of an interesting yeah. part, no, junction of that. I, I, I can't remember if any of my feelings changed about anything back when I first read it. Uh-huh. Uh, my my experiences 
with, with my initial consumption of Homestuck itself and the epilogues are like such immensely different things in my mind that I can't, I can't see myself like having different views on Homestuck itself because of the epilogues, because like, Uh I, like I've said it multiple times. I, I read Homestuck as it was coming out until it ended. Uh To me, Homestuck is, is this thing that was like intrinsic to my teenage years. It was, it was there for, for, for like a very long time. And it, it was just this thing that I kind of like grew up alongside, like as it was happening and then it ended. Uh-huh. And then the epilogues came out at, at like a really low point in my life. I was really unsure about the direction of my life. I was an adult, I was in college. And the, the focus of the story was about these characters that I had like grown up alongside and like, they are struggling with adulthood like the like the dif- the division between those two things in my mind is is like really far <laughs> uh-huh. like they 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 both center are well my life at the point when i was like consuming them for the first time it is so separated and like i was in completely different head spaces like Yes, the epilogues came out and like it's the sequel to Homestuck. That's what I went into it with. But like the experience with it w- was like so different. And like I I don't even know if I'm like putting it into words well. Like <laughs> it, it, it it was it was a, it's a different it's a different animal. Yeah. It was just a it like the experience was just so radically different that it's hard to compare. Yeah. Yeah, I, okay, I can get that. I guess, um, speaking of the epilogues, uh, as we have been, um, what is what is your favorite, uh, what is your favorite piece of post-canon media? And because I knew that we are going to have the same answer here, uh, I wanted to specify, you have to say which epilogue, oh, if that's one of them, if it's one of those. It's, it's definitely, it's definitely an epilogue. Of course. Um... I'm gonna I'm gonna say that uh my pick is probably candy. I I was um, gonna say candy. <laughs> let's go. What, what's your reasoning? Um, candy is just it's the 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 way it's like framed as like this this fucked up soap opera rendition of reality. Uh. Mm-hmm. Is, 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 is first of all just like a really enjoyable way to to just consume a homestuck story yes. uh but also like I don't know I when, the the older I get and the more our reality continues to happen the more I'm like damn <laughs> I'm not getting any younger candy is real <laughs> yeah yeah uh I, I think that um, I I really really love candy as well, uh, and I think that uh, the last time we went to record this episode, um, I hadn't really I had not really done a kind of cogent thinking um, on like why, um, so I could only really give like a vague yeah they were really good, um, but I, I think that the thing well one candy is just really fun on the basis of it basically being like characters in a fanfic realizing that they're in a fanfic and that the stakes are just completely alien. Yeah. Um, and they might as well just, you know, go with it. 
really fun. Uh, but also, um, I think, like, just being a, a, per- a young adult uh, who is not getting any younger as the world is collapsing, um, I think there's just stuff in there that, like, really kind of, like, touched me in a way. Yeah. Um, I think that Rose's arc in it and the part towards the end where, like, she pulls John aside and is like, listen, like, I don't care about, like, whatever was supposed to happen or, like, what the, uh, like, I don't care what was supposed to happen uh god knows who defines supposed to and why um but whatever uh got us here like my life ended up pretty good um things end up going pretty well i'm happy um and like when she thanks him for that like i don't know i i i don't know if that's what i'm supposed to take from that scene but like i find that really like heartwarming and comforting yeah um, like the notion that like things might not be going all right, but like we can find happiness in the chaos. Yeah. Um, I love that message. Uh, it's one of my one of my favorite themes in, in things. Um, like and that and the whole uh, Dave's arc. Um, I I love Dave as a character. Uh, he's probably my favorite throughout the whole thing. Uh, his he's probably wormed his way up to number one. Um, in terms of screen time and quality of it. Uh, but like his whole like arc of like realizing that he may be may uh might be gay he might not be like may have like pigeonholed himself into somewhere that is not good for him um because he wanted to make other people happy like i really really like that as well um i think that there's like a i i, I like the i like what that's doing there um i i, I kind of like uh i i empathize with dave in like that I oftentimes, like, will be a bit of a push, be a pushover, like, to make other people happier, like, to feel like other people deserve to be happier more than I do. Um, and while I might, while it's not quite the same, um, I, I do appreciate, like, seeing that, and I feel like I connected with that storyline on a really deep level of, like, uh, time marches on, um, and sometimes, like, you leave things behind that, uh, should have been said earlier yeah um yeah i i I think candy has like yeah i I love candy i think that it has like some of the more compelling uh real like character arcs and like events going on that are relatable to somebody growing up in the the apocalypse yeah um and like just the the uh it's also just the really fucking funny um like i i was thinking about the how candy has uh not just one uh like insane uh inappropriate church scene but uh two at least there's 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 two right um there's like the the wedding and the funeral yeah yeah uh both just incredible um yeah i i have to give massive props to candy for all of the above um yeah candy good uh, if if you had asked me that question, well, I, I there wasn't as much post canon content when the epilogues first came out, but uh, meat mm-hmm. used to be my favorite. Uh, and my my reasoning back then was that it was the it was the quote unquote canon one, and it mm-hmm. it it closed a lot of well, it answered a lot of questions that I had uh, regarding the end of Homestuck itself. It closed off the the Lord English plot. Uh, in a way that I enjoyed, but like, but at what cost? At what cost? But yeah, the, the <laughs> once COVID hit and then everything started getting really stupid, 
in in the real world uh i i did come to appreciate candy a lot more <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it's shocking like sh- shocking what a, a little bit of um everything exploding will do to you yeah like like if if ghosts started falling from the sky in real life like at this point i yeah i, <laughs> I buy it i buy it yeah like it, <laughs> it's in the book <laughs> uh, i mean i feel like we like i don't know i'm i'm putting i'm putting clown cult sweeps america uh on on the 2023 bingo card for sure oh yeah um okay uh flip of this question least favorite piece of post canon content ooh you have to pick at least you have to vote someone off the you have to vote one of them off the island. What are we what are we classifying as post canon? Just like I'm everything just s- everything that we've covered since we I'm going to I'm going to say that you can't say the timeline. Okay. Um, okay, that's <laughs> And I don't know I don't know if the Sweet Bone Hell of Jeff book should count either because those are like a I think that that's a little bit outside of the domain of what we're talking about right now. Yeah. Um it might be Pester Quest. Really? Yeah. Uh, I I enjoy a lot of Pester Quest, but I feel like there were maybe too many parts of it that didn't do what I wanted them to do, and it kind of let me down. Uh, I I I think I I, I think I said when we were covering Pester Quest that like to me Pester Quest felt like a chance to really explore these characters in a way that uh-huh. that we hadn't before and because because it's 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 all of the kids before they got into the game and the right. the the game itself is supposed to be this metaphor for growing up and and coming to terms with with growing up uh but i i feel like the there there was just certain characters in there that maybe didn't get the treatment I wanted them to get. Uh, Feffrey being one of them. Uh, <laughs> that's like the most notable one that I was let down by. Uh, I, I There were definitely a couple of characters in Pastor Quest who um, felt like uh, another character just came in and swept their route for them. Yeah. Um, like, uh, a lot of like the Tavros route kind of felt like we were negotiating like uh, Vriska draw like drama fallout, for example. Yeah, and there th- there there are certain certain decisions in Pester Quest that like completely hinge on the fact that it is referencing something that happened in Homestuck itself, like uh-huh. the 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 way that Dave and Carcat end up in in pastor quest like that that entirely hinges on dave cat endgame in in homestuck <laughs> like i it's a little bit fans it, 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 it's it's pretty fan servicey yeah it's extremely fan servicey i mean the game is extremely fan servicey by the nature of its existence yeah i don't i don't mind fan service but like there, there there are certain points where it crosses like a line that i feel like it would be better if it didn't, and maybe went a different route. I, I think I kind of get what you're saying. Um, like the like Dave Cat, like Dave and Carcat hanging out in Pester Quest is like fun because we know, like you know, Dave Cat Endgame, etc. But like, it's also a little bit disappointing to 
be sold something in the premise of like here's uh what could it, here's like uh if things went a little bit differently and then it's like oh here's we've seen this already yeah uh yeah and I feel like I feel like other people would say probably Friendsem would be their least favorite uh but but like with Friendsem like the worst the worst routes I was just kind of bored with. Like it never, it never reached this point of. Oh, I hate it. Well, zebra. Uh, okay, but that was that's like fun. Though. Yeah, yeah. Like, we hate him, but it, like zebra has brought so much enrichment to our lives. Yeah, the but but it like boredom was like the worst that I felt during Friendsem. It never mm-hmm. reached disappointment because it was like it was like all new characters there was there wasn't really anything for me to be disappointed about uh mm-hmm. and i and i feel like the fact that it is this return to characters we know and love that that kind of makes pester quest as a concept like a minefield uh mm-hmm. because it's kind of limited with what you could do with it hmm. i don't know i was sorry sorry I, I was going to say uh, High Assault Act 1 would probably get my least favorite badge. Whoa! Um, uh, my, my reasoning being um, that I, I think High Assault Act 1 is good. I think it's cute. I think that there's a lot of... Uh, there, there's clearly a lot of love that went into it and a lot of detail that is really uh, very much there to appreciate. Yeah. Um, But I think it is just kind of missing a lot of what makes Homestuck fun. Uh, and that is that there is just not a there's there's like two characters um and there's not really much character happening it is it, it is a far cry from the ensemble cast that we are used to enjoying here's the um, here's the thing uh i know a lot of people really love act 1 and a lot of people really hate act 2 because it's not act 1 really yeah uh, uh because I mean, the the original pitch for hive swap was this is going to be a point-and-click adventure game. And that's what Act 1 is. It's a point-and-click adventure mm-hmm. game. It's got point-and-click puzzles. Uh, Act 2 kind of becomes Friendsem, but more. Like it, It's a bit more visual. No- it, 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 it leans a lot more into being a visual novel, yeah. for sure. And a lot of people really didn't like that, because Act 2 does kind of forget that it's a point-and-click game. Yeah, a little bit. Um, But... <sighs> Okay, but uh, I can enjoy it for my own reasons, and True. those people are losers. And True. I didn't give money to the Kickstarter, so suckers. Whoa. <laughs> um, yeah, no, uh, I, I, I think that Act One, like you know, it has, like I said, it's got. There's a lot to love about it, um, and I completely understand anybody who uh, it would be their favorite. Um, like, I, I think that uh, what I've said about what why I it's why it ranks lower for me could easily be why somebody else loves it. Um, to be fair. Uh, but I think that it being so different and like, so, uh, in its own bag about, you know, being a point and click game that, uh, I don't know if I'm just not a point and click head. I'm, I'm, I'm more of a Homestuck fan than I'm a point and click fan. So I I think that the trade-off of act two, having more characters, more dialogue, uh, more of, Alternia and like using Alternia's uh, social structure to set up conflicts and stuff. Like, Act Two is has all the Homestuck stuff in it that I like. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Act One has a lot of stuff that I like in it. 
Um, but I'm not like super attached to any of it, uh, on its own terms, I guess. That sound that came out more mean than I wanted it to sound. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I like Homestuck when there are characters happening and bouncing off each other. Um, I like when there's funny dialogue. Uh, sue me. Um, but I don't know. I think Pester Quest is. I could see Pester Quest as a valid answer as well. Um, but for me, like. I think the highs of Pastor Quest really uh, cancel out the lows pretty effectively. Um, like the the opportunity to go like one on one and get like quality time with like some of the characters like Aradia uh, that was never really afforded in the comic uh, or any other stuff, mm-hmm. post canon stuff. Like I just like that shit. Yeah, um, I think it's good. I think that like uh, uh what is it? Um, Nepeta and Equius, uh, the the job that Pester Quest does on Nepeta and Equius is just like phenomenal. Um, yeah. And there's just like by 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 merits of having highs that high, I can't put it at my at, my, at the lowest position. Um, yeah, I think I would also probably put Friend Sim lower before I put Pester Quest at the bottom. Um, but again, not to say that I didn't like Friend Sim, I liked Friend Sim a lot. Yeah. It's just that friend sim doesn't have like all my friends in it that I know already. <laughs> yeah, I respect that. Uh, let's see. You put on here uh, revisit some older moments, start of the pod, etc. Uh, what's what, what story time? I guess. Um, take it away. Damn, yeah, that what a what a segue. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like we can do as we can. We can try again at a segue if you want. Um, nah, we're good. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, like when I was looking at this document, I was like, "Damn, he really covered like all the all the main bases already." Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I just want to ask you, like, what's did did you have any favorite parts of of doing the podcast? Just like in the past three years, close to three years, it's gonna reading be reading the epilogues. Jesus Christ, yeah. Well, reading the epilogues together um, was a ton of fun. Um, just because like that was just an alien world to me, like. Uh, had ver- all all the spoilers I had were like basically in completely inconsequential. Yeah. Um. I have a lot of fun memories of like the end of the of like the end of Homestuck itself as well. Uh, once we got kind of deep into Act Six, um, into like the Lord English plot, uh, and the Cherub lore. Uh, I had a lot of fun with that. Um, I like it, being somebody who fell off Homestuck like shortly into act six originally mm-hmm. um it's i don't think it's ever not going to be funny to me that like where the comic goes ends up including like the multi-page long explanation of cherubim uh space snake mating rituals like i that shit is just funny to me that that's where we ended up um and so i have a lot of fond memories of that like that was fun genuinely fun um and the whole like you know i i like just the the resolution of the comic um the last uh, flashes and shit, like unfathomably, like still unfathomably cool to me. Um, had a ton of fun doing that shit uh, and seeing that for the first time because, like, nobody, nobody told me that uh, Homestuck ends with like an anime uh, cartoon, and that shit was really <laughs> fun to find out, and it was awesome. Um. So yeah, uh, I think just generally the most fun part has been. Um, 
anytime some major shakeup happens, I had no clue about uh, that you were like, all right, Aiden, really excited to talk about the next episode. <laughs> um, yeah, the discovery of it. Um, I, 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 just, I, had, I, had, I had a ton of fun uh, finding out how the comic ended um, and what the epilogues ended up being about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, th- I think maybe my favorite moments from, from the podcast uh we're definitely from from the epilogues uh mm-hmm. because when the, when the epilogues first came out uh i think i've said it before i it, it's like the prologues came out on on 413 in 2019 and then mm-hmm. the entirety of the rest of it dropped on 420 and that <laughs> that 420 i i i just kind of like curled up in my chair in my dorm room and just read the entirety of the epilogues just mm-hmm. front to back. And I think that's what a lot of people did when, when, when they came out, uh, because there were a lot of people who logged on the, around the same time I did. It was like, well, guys, that happened. Uh, and it was just the, the atmosphere of everything was just kind of just trying to <laughs> figure out what the fuck we all just read. Yeah. Uh, but, Having the chance to like re- revisit that w- with someone who's never read it before, and also like take my time with it and and like really really think about it all, uh, I really enjoyed that a lot. And, and I don't really think there 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 would have been another circumstance in my life where I would have gotten that chance. So really cool. I'm really glad I got to think about the epilogues over the span of what was it? It was like. That had to be like eight weeks, right? It was something. Yeah, it was. It was like a, a the two two and a half months, something like that. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I gotta say, I had a ton of fun with that. Um, and I, w- I'm really happy that we got to share that experience. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Hell yeah! Thank you, thank you, thank you. I mean it. Smiles. Um. Also, like, just shout out. Also, uh, we're talking about the highs, but like the absolute lows. Like I said, like. Um, I don't know. I, I, I legitimately don't think that me rereading Homestuck would have survived, uh, Open Bound, um, <laughs> if we hadn't been doing this together. Um, and I also just have to give, like, a big shout out to the process of, like, sitting down and talking about Open Bound. Did we, did I drink for the episode? I legitimately don't remember if that was the episode, like, I was drinking. I wouldn't um, be surprised. I think I was, uh, because that shit is just so awful. Um, and yeah, I, I gotta also, uh, thank you from the bottom of my heart for being there, uh, to, to talk about, uh, Kankri's Tumblr SJW dialogue, <laughs> because, like, Lord knows, I needed somebody to, like, talk using my voice with about, like, the demon I had been holding inside me, the memory of, like, uh, Cronus existing, like, you know? Um... I just got to give you another deep thanks from the bottom of my heart for keeping me on the Homestuck train, even at its its absolute worst. Because man, oh man, those are the pits. It, I, I was convinced <laughs> that like if if there was a point where you were going to stop and say like John, I can't do this, it was going to be open. <laughs> I it's a it's it's a fair. I like I mean like I said earlier, like I think that is like truly the lowest that this series has ever gotten. Um the <laughs> like 
people on Reddit can bitch and moan about, like, Vriska being trans is, like, being, like, too personal or, like, too alienating towards a wider audience. But, like, oh my fucking god, dude. Like, it is aged just, like, I, I, <laughs> I can't even begin to put myself in, like, the shoes of a Zoomer who is re- I, I can't say that because like, I'm, I was wearing 1988. I'm a Zoomer. Um, I, I can't imagine, like, being somebody who's, like, 15 in 2022 reading through homestuck for the first time and like not getting to that and like not and like continuing because like it's just so bad um shout out to shout out to the parts of this comic that we love that have not that have just not (laughs) stood the test of time (laughs) you know viz media viz media can handle that one Um, can they (laughs) Uh, Has yeah. Viz Media handled anything in the past two years? <laughs> but at the same time, it's 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 a vital part of the experience, and so it it it, it preserved forever. It shall remain on the unofficial collection. Um. Yeah. Uh. <sighs> I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Um. Oh yeah. Well, the- I I I, I, I I forgot that part of this 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 prompt was to to talk about uh, actually starting the podcast, like how long ago. Oh it was. yes, because uh, I kind of just awkwardly brought it up, like in the middle of something, in the, the last time we tried to record this. Uh, uh-huh. But yeah, I, so I, at, the, at the at the end of all of this material, how long did it? How long has it been? Um. Well, we had originally planned on starting <laughs> as like a like a like a ten year anniversary thing, uh, uh-huh. but we we just kind of put it off. I think it's because the epilogues happened and blew up everything, and my, like that's all anyone was talking about. Yeah, uh, and I wasn't really interested in doing a reread at that point because it was just the epilogues to me. Um, uh-huh. But I I did dig up an old group chat because I'm one of those people who doesn't leave old group chats no lo- no, no no matter how long they are dead. Um, and I, I, I found the original thing from you where you're you, brave. I say that shit like it's Chernobyl. <laughs> uh, you, you just said in, in the general channel, you said, John, unironically, do you want to do a Homestuck reread podcast next year for the 10th anniversary? And I said, oh, fuck yeah. And that was on August 10th, 2018. <laughs> that, that, that's how long ago. <laughs> and as everyone knows, we started on... April thirteenth, two thousand or nine, uh, twenty nineteen. Well, we started. Right? On, we started on April first, because uh, twenty nineteen. Yeah, we started in twenty nineteen, right? A year after I said that. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, oh right, right. I forgot. That's when we actually started. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we actually recorded this episode uh, in December twenty twenty one. So hi <laughs> to the future, everybody. Uh, yeah, I, I, I um. I don't even remember what, like, initially spawned it. I don't know why I was thinking about Homestuck at this point in time. Um, but, yeah, I had gotten into my head um, that, uh, you know, I had wanted to reread Homestuck at some point, uh, and I didn't think I was going to be able to do it without, like, some kind of structure to it. Uh, and that was where my idea came from, basically, because I've been listening to Another shout out to the Shrieking Shack, a much better podcast. They do uh, basically the same thing for Harry Potter. Um, I would really recommend giving them a listen if you were a Harry Potter kid growing up. Uh, but I was listening to them uh, when they were starting off around then, and I was like, "We can do that for Homestuck." Um, and that was like 
kind of it, you know? Like, every every good idea starts with a ripoff. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, I came to you, and I was like, yeah, we should unironically do this thing. Uh, and then, uh, 20, then 2019 uh, came and went, uh, and we did not start the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then... Uh, some more time passed, um, and this is another thing that, uh, I genuinely just do not remember. Um, the, so 2020 was when we actually started, uh, ended up getting around to it, uh, put all the gears in, like, got, got everything more, uh, in motion, and then we released our first episode on April 1st of, uh, 2020, um, which was just... About exactly when uh, the COVID-19 pandemic uh, made living in America unsustainable for the foreseeable future. Um, so we started like, so like uh, we started in April 2020. Um, it's actually really funny for me to look back on the time period because during that time period, um, we did like three or four episodes uh, like back to back very early on before yeah. releasing anything um whereas later we would move we move towards you know what we ended up doing for most of the podcast lifespan which is you know, uh we would record with no buffer release and just you know if it came out in time for monday then it came out in time for monday <laughs> um but yeah uh so for me uh the show was a really big anchor for a lot of the early pandemic just kind of like a thing that kept me moving to kept uh and it was fun to to rediscover uh homestuck um so i gotta i gotta give the the, the i gotta give you a lot of thanks um and i got myself a lot of credit for this idea uh just because uh ultimately i think that this the the, the process of going back through homestuck with you uh ended up being um pretty good pretty big factor in me staying sane throughout the pandemic yay same Love to hear it. I can't believe we did it. Like, we, yeah, like right. We, like we, we're here. <laughs> like we, <laughs> we did we it. Did, we did do it. We did do it. Yeah. Um, if if I, I'm I'm just uh, kind of at the end of it. Like, still very uh, very happy and surprised still that it ended up going down. Like I that we both had a ton of fun with it. Um, I ended up really loving basically everything that had to do with Homestuck, uh, and it, I'm just, I couldn't be more grateful for just how well it ended up going, uh, and how much of a blast it ended up being. Yeah. Um, so, thank you for, thank you for being the Homestuck fan in my life, John. I, <laughs> my pleasure. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, what, what, uh, your turn, go ahead. My turn? Talk, uh, what's, uh, oh, actually, I don't know. You kind of threw this prompt at me, and I'm not sure what the original prompt was. Just kind of talk for a while. Um, I don't know, anything you want to add to that? Like, what, 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 what's what's this been like for you? I guess, I I feel like I spent a lot of time blabbering about, um, what this has all meant for me, and, uh, I'm kind of going to throw this over to you and ask you to put yourself out there on that. Um, I've enjoyed it a lot. If you you can. (laughs) Um... I don't know. The podcast has been fun. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, like, 
me the concept of me rereading Homestuck is not that surprising. Like I could have done that without the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh I I would have I would have persevered. Same goes for like every everything that we've covered on the podcast. Like I very easily could have d- d- just just consumed that on my own. Uh but but having it filtered through the podcast uh I, f- I felt that it really has improved my enjoyment. Because, uh, uh-huh. c- like, yeah, with, like, movies and stuff I see, I can, like, seek out other p- people that I know that have, like, seen them and I can talk about it with them. But, like, I- I'm not really going out spending, like, like an hour and a half to two hours uh, on a weekly basis talking about something with, with anybody else. And I, I feel like that is... That it has greatly improved how I feel about Homestuck. I mean, I already felt pretty positively uh-huh. about Homestuck. Uh, I don't know. It's just been enjoyable. Like it's it's all been really fun and cool. It's a good way to it's a good it's a good way to deepen your enjoyment of of something to actually like talk about everything that you liked about it and didn't like. Uh, I feel like uh, the having having like a discussion group. There's something another thing that like I just haven't had like a like a book club type thing in my life since school mm-hmm. um and just the experience of being able to not only like read something like scheduled like just to to keep me in it um but also just the the discussion as well like i think it's really being just being able to having an outlet to talk about it has definitely just deepened my enjoyment of it yeah um so yeah it's been a bit been, it's been a ton of fun um i know that you intended this question for me so i'm gonna ask you first uh how how is uh doing the podcast uh impacted your level of fandom engagement in quotes um i i hmm hmm i feel like i should have thought about this before i wrote it down get owned bitch um i feel like i feel like the way i i talk about homestuck and post about homestuck uh, has shifted a little. I, I kind of avoid talking about things that I feel like somebody's gonna word search and then and then get in my mentions about. Uh, <laughs> the my my talk. You must tweet without fear. <laughs> uh, me talking about Homestuck really has just kind of like relocated to interacting with the people who are in our Discord. Mm-hmm. Um, if if somebody has an opinion or a thought in here, I I am very very much more likely to respond to them here than, mm-hmm. than, than I am like a couple of years ago where like, if I saw someone with a bad homestuck opinion on Twitter, I would, I would quote retweet them and call them stupid. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, a, a, a vital part of the Twitter experience. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like the, the more public aspects of the, the, the homestuck fandom, uh, especially on Twitter, uh, ha- had like reached a point of, toxicity to me that i didn't really like interacting with uh especially like in the fallout of the 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 homestuck patreon and homestuck squared and all the shit surrounding that uh there's a lot of hostility in the homestuck fandom that i feel like a lot of people haven't really confronted or or self-reflected about uh-huh. um so yeah i don't i don't really interact as much as I used to. So, uh, sh- shout out, shout out our fans who are somewhat normal in the <laughs> discord. 
<laughs> shout shout out shout out that, that's that's uh i i feel like you put this question on here uh hoping that i would be like yeah i've been more engaged with homes i think it's um yeah i don't i don't like monitor you on social media so like i don't i, I was just genuinely asking like do you yeah, do you find um, yourself opening r slash homestuck and looking at posts like i don't know can't say i do um i will look at like the homestuck trending on twitter uh now um and i will i will look at people's art and i will look at what people are, are posting um i will look at the daily post of somebody being uh, of somebody either being like uh i don't understand Vriska haters or i don't understand Vriska fans and i will maybe read the replies and i will typically uh not engage with any of them um yeah. but i i do now uh I have contracted the brainworms of like reading what people online think about Homestuck, um, which is entertaining. Nothing but <laughs> nothing but entertaining. Um, but uh, mostly I mostly I just like scroll like look at fan art and stuff. Um, that's been that's been a fun part. Is uh like I was not really aware of like the uh of there still being like an active like Homestuck like fan art community. Yeah, um, and I gotta like shout out that because. It's it's cool. Hell yeah! Um, I, I I've I seen I've it. seen you retweet a couple Aradia images. I've I've seen it. I retweet Homestuck fan art of characters other than Aradia occasionally. Mm, I'll believe you. It happens. I'll believe you. It happens. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, it's I've 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 never really been one to like really interact really heavily with the fandom. Um, like in general fandom spaces, like even when I was younger, yeah. uh, I think I've talked about. Yeah. But like, uh, just. Uh, being online um and just being dialed in to the thought of, of like oh i can look at what people are saying about homestuck today uh i i often find myself doing it um and uh who's to say whether it has improved or worsened my life um <laughs> but it's i don't know there, I, I i get a lot of fun out of like just reading what people who are passionate enough to have an opinion on Homestuck publicly in 2022. Think about it. Um, sh- shout out to everybody else uh, brave enough to post about Homestuck on me. <laughs> um, but and yeah, also like uh, having people in the Discord to talk about is is definitely a better environment to like discuss the comic than like um, on Reddit, for example. Uh, not just because. Um, like these people are presumably uh, our fans, but like, just like it, it doesn't even have to do with like people like in the Discord being like our fans. It's just the people on Reddit are insane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I can I, I can get behind that. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I I guess I'm still not a big fandom interactor, but um, being tuned into Homestuck has it has definitely impacted my browsing habits occasionally. Cool. Um. So yeah, I, I shout out shout out to all the fans again in Discord. Thank you for being normal um, to talk about things with instead of like Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else? Um, so what what hopes do you have for Homestuck, the Homestuck brand, the Homestuck IP, or or um, or Hussy going forward? Oh God, um, I want homestuck 2 to like have a chance to be finished yeah (laughs) um it it is it is just truly like such a tragedy to me still um that 
Homestuck 2 never really got a, a chance to come into its own in the face of an overly judgmental and internet like a, a fandom that was clearly never going to give it a fair shake from the from the get-go yeah um like regardless of how absurd it is uh i would like to see what the sequel to homestuck looks like um it it, it, it being uh like not not like direct like is not strictly written right like hussey has given like the outline for it. i don't know what you would call that directed by um, Something like that. Yeah, like, it, it, it being under Hussey's direction is no small part of that for me. Like, I am, like, I I, I know that Hussey is, like, not the, the sole contributor to Homestuck, and a lot of what we've covered the past year was, like, not off of, directly penned by them. But, um, like, I want to know, like, where, home, like, what the sequel to that looks like in Hussey's brain. Um, because Hussey has talked a lot about, like, uh, Homestuck being the predecessor or something that would be bigger, um, and I know that they have a lot of, uh, ideas about, like, meta-narrative and, like, there's a lot of stuff in Homestuck that they, I assume that they still want to, like, cover and, like, still want to explore. Yeah. And I really would, I'm curious as to, like, what that all ends up looking like, what, uh, the, what the big picture of Homestuck Squared is. Um, and it's a fucking, like, horrible horrible shame that uh it was that like it met the fate that it did because of a shitty fan base uh that couldn't accept um who we entrusted it with uh as for as for uh Husty having moved on from from homestuck squared having like you know penned the the outline given it to another uh, set of authors um i fee i i don't know uh what you can even say about uh about a creator like Hussey. i hope that they continue to make stuff i guess i do too um yeah <laughs> i hope that Hussey continues to make stuff uh and i hope that uh it's it's good um and i hope that they don't go insane and start making crap that, that that's my answer <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh um Anything else? I was gonna say something. <laughs> uh, I was gonna like make a joke about like merchandise, but I don't know. That's not my head enough about people's opinions about uh four fans by fans or whatever. So like, uh, I don't know. Four fans by fans. The, I hope that the zodiac sign. I hope the zodiac shirts stick around, and you can always buy a zodiac shirt. Uh, from somewhere. Unfortunately, uh, from what I understand, four fans by fans basically doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> Okay, that would explain why I don't know what anything about, uh, uh, anything about them. The they earlier this year, I believe, they were bought out by Good Smile Company, right? Uh, the the and the 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 fucking uh, Nendoroid people. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, and I I know all of uh for fans by fans stock was transported somewhere else, which has completely f- fucked the the shipping costs. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are, they have been constantly advertising a quote unquote last chance sale, uh, on all Homestuck merch for the past, like, I think since eleven eleven, maybe it was since 1025. Uh, mm, unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, th- they, they are very clearly trying to get rid of all of the Homestuck merch. 
I, I, I know that the t-shirts and stuff are going to probably stick around because they're made to order. Like, like yeah. there, there's no stock on those. Uh, but as far as like the plushies and the calendars, I mean, I don't think they make new calendars anymore. I think the last one they made was 2021. Uh, but like physical merch that like they, they have stock on, they are trying to get rid of. So unfortunately I do not think <laughs> there will be any new, any new homestuck merch <laughs> unless, not, unless fans make surprising. it. Yeah. I don't know. You can buy shit off Etsy. Everyone go buy shit off Etsy. I don't know. True. You don't, you don't we don't, you do not need to, to, to bow to the corporate uh, whims of whoever decides what is official licensed homestuck merchandise. Yeah. Um, um, however, I, a new hope, uh, my, my new wish list now then is, um, Carcat and Enderoid, please. I think everyone was trying to get a, um, a Nepeta one this time around. Cause, uh, that would also be good. Uh, they, G- good smile does like a, like a user submitted thing every year. Uh-huh. And I, I th- like, like once a year, like I, I'll see a very popular, post from someone in the homestuck community that's like hey guys this year let's try to get this character who's probably not going to get an enderoid and and then it never happens <laughs> let's get a doc scratch nenderoid you, you're fucking really insane. i mean you save so much on the production costs because you don't have to have like the face pieces true true uh, <laughs> uh God, i yeah. would like a Vriska one that would be right. cool. That would be cool. Uh, but anyways, uh, as far as answering the question that I asked to you, uh-huh. um, I too would like to see Homestuck Squared. Uh, I don't know if it'll be this year. I don't know if it'll be next year. I just hope it's at some point within my lifetime. <laughs> I hope that before I die, I get to see, like some post on whatever social media site we've all migrated to where somebody is really pissed off about the way Homestuck 2 ended. Yeah. That's all I want. Um, you, you, you mentioned the, the outline and I, I am kind of curious to know like how that outline is being treated going forward with Homestuck squared because mm. the, the original plan, I can't remember if it was 42 pages or 42 points. <laughs> uh, it could just be, 42 pages of 42 points. I just remember that the number 42 w- was thrown around. It was it was a, l- a big number of, of th- epic geek reference. Yeah. Um I I know that that's what the outline consisted of, the number 42. Uh but I know that two of those points were required and everything else was optional cuz Hussey just wanted to like create the outline and hand it off to new directors. And mm-hmm. and the 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 new team was allowed to like do whatever they wanted, really. Uh, mm-hmm. But there were t- two immovable points that had to be in Homestuck Squared. I know we got one of them, and b- because as soon as it happened, like that was th- that was confirmed. Uh, it was the existence of a certain character whose name starts with Y. Um, and then the second point, we never found out what it was. Uh-huh. Uh, if you ever get around to reading like what exists of Homestuck Squared, 
Uh-huh. Uh, I probably will sooner rather than later. Yeah. Because whenever, whenever it comes up and I'm like, I still haven't read that, uh, I, I, I feel guilty about it. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think it really is a tragedy, <laughs> like, when Hogsuck Squared was cut off. Because uh-huh. it, it, like, just, like, the last chapter, like, just got interesting. Like, the the plot actually started to happen. <laughs> and then it just stopped. And, and now it's, like, every time I think about it, I'm like, damn. What the fuck was about to happen? <laughs> uh, yeah, like, no, like regardless, uh, like, I just, I just don't want it to be, like, left unfinished, right? Like, even, yeah. if, even if it does suck, supposedly, like... I would rather it have a chance to be good. Yeah. Yeah, it would be a tr- true tragedy if it if it never gets finished. Uh uh-huh. I constantly wonder how much there was going to be to it. Uh uh-huh. there there were some posts from some of the people working on it saying that they had like like the first quote unquote part of it was gonna last three years. Uh at which at which point they would like move things around like change positions look for new people uh i don't know man God, I, I, I wish hope I that we get this someday <laughs> i wish i wish i knew Copium. um but yeah i i feel like 2024 is maybe like the earliest point when we could conceivably see it i feel like that would be enough time for for hussy to to commission it internally yeah. uh but i don't know uh that's just me being hopeful um, that, yeah, and it also, like, that's also even, like, we don't even know if, like, how involved, like, Hussey is in trying to, like, get it done yeah. um, at this point, right? Like, Hussey could easily be working on some other shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. as far as, like, other stuff, uh, I'm hoping for Hive Swap Back 3 next year. Yes. Um, I feel like it would make sense for it to come out at some point next year, uh, especially with the, 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 the teaser at um Sawcon this year. Yeah. Uh uh I would hope that like I I I feel like act act two, like like it or not for Zoom from Act One, like it really feels like it's kinda hitting a stride. Um and so I'm I'm also hopeful that uh Act Three is, is soon yeah. and and comparable. Uh as far as other projects, um it it was briefly mentioned at the end of Pester Quest. Uh, but I really would like to see a follow-up to Pester Quest, continuing the plot of whatever they seem to have going on with, like... Because, you know, like, Vriska and Terezi were, like, doing their shit, and, like, they were getting a team together. Uh, mm-hmm. there, there were all these implications that, like, everyone was going to come together and fight the, con- the Condens. Um... The the good ending the uh, good ending version of Homestuck as as started by Pester Quest yeah uh, but I I know I know the Friend Sim two team exists and they seem to be carrying that torch and I don't know if that's affected what Pumpkin's plans I, I did not know there was a Friend Sim two in the works yeah, that's crazy yeah I mean it's like it's had a couple updates like they're like a couple volumes in I think they're like six, Wait, six uh, volumes in what the heck. What? Yeah, it's it's yeah. Are you gaslighting me? I have to look at this right now. Completely fan made. Oh, okay, fan made, fan made. Yeah, yeah. That, that that's what I was saying. Like, uh, it's 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 a fan made project, which is why I I'm unsure how it affects like what the the what pumpkin team wanted to do. Uh-huh. Uh, because 
there's a lot of people in the fandom who have this idea in their head that if if what pumpkin does anything with homestuck the that is a sign that they don't care about what fans do and that's just them shitting on fans uh it's it's all personal it's it's definitely all about how they don't like what you think homestuck should have been yeah it's all about that yeah uh but i really would like to know like if they had any like concrete plans to follow up on that and i really would like Uh to see that Uh um and uh it it sounds like a lot of what we both want is like just more (laughs) transparency on what the fuck is going on with homestuck and that's made difficult by the fact that the fandom is actively hostile to any outreach by anyone who is in charge of the ip (laughs) yeah yeah uh and and with hussy uh, I know, I know that when the the announcement post came out that Hussey had left What Pumpkin and was done with Homestuck, uh, it said in that announcement post that there were like intentions for Hussey to do more than just psychonials. Uh-huh. Uh, so I would I would love to see a new Hussey project, uh, in maybe 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 an announcement next year. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know. I want more Hussey stuff. <laughs> I, I I love Hussey's work. They can they can take however long they want to unveil that they're working with Kojima on Death Stranding too. That'd be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I yeah, I, I I just want more stuff, really. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's a very fair demand. That's my Christmas um, wish, S- Santa. I know you can hear me. Please, Santa, if you're listening, I want more Homestuck in my stocking, please. <laughs> All right, so uh. I guess we've been talking about uh, looking back um, and all the fun we've had up to this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that we're done with Homestuck, like, what are our plans moving forward? Um, oh, we have we have we have so many plans. Yeah, our guess. Uh, as we talk about uh, what our plans are for twenty twenty three, a little bit. Um, okay. So we talked a bit on uh, on Twitter um, and on the show uh, and on Discord a bit about uh, how. Next thing we want to do uh, is take a look at some of the fan works that are have kind of gained more popularity over the years, just because um, a big part of the post canon uh, content has been like the tackling the ideas of like how a story should go, um, and how many people feel like the story should go, mm-hmm. um, and like what that means to different people. Um, and so we feel like it's only fitting that we would spend some time uh, talking about like the. Other interpretations people have had uh, on the comic, um, and maybe also just some, uh, I don't know what the word would be, uh, some more humorous selections um, have been such to as well. Uh, so in 2023, uh, we're planning to take a look at some of the more popular fan works that people have suggested to us. Yeah. Um, I had that, I made that, that nice tweet that got, got around on Homestuck Twitter, got, got a lot of input. Uh, there, there is a an Excel sheet of of things we will look at. Uh, I know there there are other things on my radar that I that I might look at independent of that. Uh, there might be things there. There may be yeah. There may be independent things that we might just have to like spend fifteen minutes on at least if we don't uh like properly read the whole thing and talk about the whole thing. Um, like. I feel like even I don't know if there's enough material in Kesha stuck to really facilitate a long form <laughs> discussion, but 
I think that uh, if we're going to claim to have any documented experience, like document at all the experience of being a Homestuck fan in like 2011, we have to mention Kesha Stuck. We have to we have to at least uh, explore it a tiny bit. Yeah, shit like that. Um, um there, there there's a lot of different types of prioritization going on and what we what we'll cover like uh i did take into consideration uh how many things how many times something was mentioned by people independently uh how, yeah. how many unfortunately it is a popularity contest yeah unfortunately uh how many how many likes a certain recommendation got on on the tweet that i made that 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 plays into it uh and also like the the status of whether it's finished or ongoing or close to being finished uh that also definitely has an impact on it um because I, I i know that there are like hundreds of of fan adventures that came out in like 2011 that that had huge impacts on people that are unfortunately unfinished and will never be finished that I kind of don't want to cover because <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want us to spend the time covering something that that doesn't have an ending. Uh, There's kind of a um, uh, you you kind of have to weigh your choices, especially considering like these things may have been very impactful, like when they came out, but unfortunately, there it might not be a very good way to like convey that or like share that or like showcase that at all. So, uh. Yeah, there, there's a little bit of um, a little bit more that has to go into the selection process. Yeah, um, than, like raw popularity, and and the the that kind of does impact the fact that we we I d- I don't think we're gonna cover our our highest recommended thing, Vast Error. Uh, it was it was the highest recommended by a long shot. Uh, I recommend I I want I want to do Vast Error. I have I, I'm very curious about Vast Error, but like as like. I, yeah, you you can finish explaining why we're not gonna, like you know. Yeah, it's, the, it's not finished yet. The the reason why I am so hesitant to the idea of us covering Vast Error is not only the fact that it it is currently unfinished, uh, but also I feel like we would cover the entirety of Vast Error to the point that it's up to now in only like a couple of weeks, and. Mm it would be a very long time before we would do a follow-up uh, where, where like there's enough content to talk about in an episode. Um, and also it, it's, it's, it's already like pretty active. I, I, I would say, I feel like it's active enough for us, for, for me to just say, go read it now. Just read it. <laughs> like, don't, don't wait for us to cover it. Just read it yourself. That goes to you uh-huh. too, Aiden. Just read it. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Like, it, it would be like if somebody made a podcast in 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 like 2010 talking about Problem Sleuth, and like they get to the point where they're done with Problem Sleuth, and they're like, "Oh, should we read Homestuck? Just just read Homestuck. <laughs> just read Past <laughs> Error. It's 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 probably the the best fan work going on right now, and I feel like us." covering it here is probably not going to do it justice and would probably just hold people back, especially you, Aiden. <laughs> so like, just read, just read Vast Error. Like, I know it's our most recommended thing. Just read it. <laughs> I, I feel like this is mostly, di- I feel like most of this is not directed towards the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Cause like, 
I've been, I'll, I'll, I'll keep it in mind. I'll, I'll take it to heart. I've been reading Vast Error since 2019. It's been it's been ongoing since like 2014, and it's only mm-hmm. at the halfway point. Like we know how many acts are going to be in Vast Error. Like the 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 author has already stated how many acts are going to be in Vast Error, and we're only at the halfway oh. point. Like it, <laughs> we're not getting a resolution to Vast Error until like 2029. Like, uh-huh. just read it. <laughs> Um, anything else on our actual, uh, selection process? Anything more top of selections? Um, shout out to the one person, uh, who recommended that we do four chords. Um, and also shout out, uh, I thought it was very funny looking at your Excel sheet, how you marked it as unfinished. Um, just like, it's technically unfinished. (laughs) Yeah. But the notion of it being finished someday is extraordinarily funny to me. Um, sorry to the one person. Uh, we are not going we are not going to read uh human stock shipping comics exclusively focused on terrible ships no matter how much mean value they had on tumblr yeah um but uh you know can't sleep without holding on to a motherfucker gotta respect it yeah um and uh as far as like what we will cover under fandom works i'm trying to keep us from being limited in what we cover because uh, initially, when I was thinking about it, I was thinking about us only covering alternate endings to Homestuck, or like mm-hmm. alternate sequels to Homestuck, uh, which only ever really take the form of a MSPA style comic. Uh, mm-hmm. But there are a lot of t- actual like fan fictions that have been pretty impactful. Uh, mm-hmm. We will be reading Promstuck. <laughs> Uh, th- that's gonna be interesting, but like, Promstock is like extremely important in the grand scheme of things. I'll take your word for it. I mean, like, one of the authors went on to write the epilogues. <laughs> like, I, 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 I say any comments I make about fan fiction are just because I am, I am just not acquainted. Yeah. Uh, I don't mean to come up with something disrespectful. But, like, on that note, uh, there were... I, I, I feel like the the people who responded with these recommendations aren't people who actually listen to us. But if you are, uh, if you were one of the handful of people who recommended, like, deep-cut fan fictions by people I've never heard of, and you were the only person who brought it up, and I, I and I go to uh, Archive of Our Own, and, and it's, like, an explicit fan fiction... <laughs> I'm I'm probably not gonna have us read that. Like I'm sure there's some mind-boggling scenes in there that changed your life when you were like 14. But we're not covering it here. <laughs> <laughs> Respect. That's not what we're doing. <laughs> All right. Uh, what are uh our our plans going forward? Um. So yeah. So in 2023. Um. I, I don't know how long uh, we're going to keep doing the show now that we're done with Homestuck. I'll be brutally honest. Um, yeah. But uh, I, I, in my head, I kind of foresee that we probably spend the bulk of 2023 um, doing, like, one to two episodes per month discussing uh, uh, fanworks that we're reading. Yeah. Um, so, I guess, look forward to that. Um, we will let you know what the first of these will be once we have a solid plan for it. Um, unless you already have a solid plan for it, you haven't told me about. Um, I don't, I haven't really thought about what the first, I mean, I, I mean, I have a few ideas in my head, but I haven't like narrowed it down. Uh, okay. We'll, we'll talk about that when listeners aren't listening. I, I mean, the very first thing that we're doing in 2023 is talking about Psycholonials again. Yes. Uh, because uh, you, yes, re- yes, yes, you, yes. you really yeah. wanted to do that. 
Yeah. Um, that is the, that before we start doing fan works, um, I have a lot of interest in rereading Psychonials now that we've read the epilogues. Um, and now that's been a couple of years, uh, since Psychonials, um, I am really, really interested to, to, uh, to reread the post, uh, the post homes, the first post Homestuck Hussey work. Um, I think I I mentioned this in the Discord for sure a while back, but uh, one of a, a Yu-Gi-Oh streamer that I follow, uh, shout out to MBT Yu-Gi-Oh, um, was recently uh read Psychonials for the first time. He's he's notorious in the Yu-Gi-Oh space for being like a Homestuck defender, <laughs> um, but he 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 read Psychonials recently and he was gushing about it, um, and I was like, yeah, that was really good. Uh, I sh- I sh- if it if it's held up this well, um. If somebody else says it's held as well, then I suppose I should go back and uh, see what's going on with it um, when I'm not just reacting to it off the cuff week by week. Um, so I uh, that will probably be in January. Um, yeah. Look forward to our discussion of Psycholonials. Um, let's see. But yeah, uh, uh, you, you mentioned us going to like a like a like a more lax schedule, and that uh, that that I I can't remember if. If I if I brought it up in the last episode, I feel like I did, mm-hmm. uh, but that kind of does go hand in hand with the fact that uh, going to be switching up the the Patreon uh, as soon as this episode goes out. Uh, I'm going to be changing the the way our Patreon is structured. Uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna start doing per episode rather than per month, and mm. all of all of the tiers are going to be s- slashed in half, fifty uh, percent off, uh, and it's it's it, we we are going to cap out at like two per month like if we if we have the energy to do three in a month that that third one's probably going to be the first episode of the next month uh-huh. uh but it it it's going to work out where if if you are a subscriber you're still basically going to be paying the same per month um but if we don't feel like doing two episodes uh we don't have to really worry about like pausing the patreon out of guilt of not <laughs> giving people stuff yeah so so yeah like if if we ever have a month where like we really don't feel like doing anything we don't have to worry about it so yeah if, if you if you're giving us money uh don't worry about it um we're not we're not trying to scam you yeah um let's see uh i know that last time we tried to do this you were talking about uh how you had some plans for archiving the podcast yes um do you want to talk about that yeah i kind of just dumped that on <laughs> last time just... yeah that was a that was, that was a part of the big surprise the last time uh not planning your retrospectives leads to some leads to some surprises so anyone looking to do a podcast uh at least talk about what you're going to talk about in an episode before you do it yeah uh so i <laughs> pro I... tip from three years of doing this <laughs> so yeah I, I i do have some ideas uh some archival ideas going around in my head i i the main one is i do want us to have a website uh we, we we are currently paying $112 per year to have SoundCloud host our audio. And then if SoundCloud ever has an issue, like we suddenly vanish from the internet, uh, yeah. which is something we've had happen, I think, like three or four times at this point. There's um, been greater than one incident of somebody coming in Discord and being like, hey, uh, where is the newest episode? And then somebody else responding, hey, where are any of the episodes? <laughs> yeah. This has happened more than once, so we are looking for a solution that is not just SoundCloud for hosting. Yeah, uh, um, I'm I'm currently looking into actually like self-hosting 
in my bedroom. Uh, that way, if anything happens, it's my fault. Uh, <laughs> but but that's that's more for me to worry about. But uh, we'll we'll start working on a website at some point. I'll probably haggle you to help work on it. Uh, yeah, we're we're both we're both computer science people. We can handle it. I, I yeah. Uh, another thing, uh, which, which I, it, it, in my opinion is probably mostly inspired from, uh, perfectly generic podcast. I know they did episode transcripts to, to make the episodes more easily available, uh, well, easily accessible. Uh, Uh so at some point I'm going to start from the very beginning and I'm going to start transcribing our episodes uh, and I'll make those available somewhere if they come before the website. They probably won't. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and in part of that process, I'm actually going to get around to doing the, the content description that has been left blank in every episode since we started. <laughs> People have called us out on this, I think, twice. Um, and both times it's been like, oh, fuck, we still haven't done that. Yeah, uh, and and that that I when when I originally like put that there, um, I was going to like take notes on the side while while I was I was writing notes for the episode and just say like oh we talk about this this episode, but I forgot mm-hmm. to do it while we were actually talking about it, and and I told myself at that point oh I'll just go back and like re-listen to the episode and just like do it then and then it won't be a problem i'll just do it going forward but i just never got around to it Um, yeah now there's like 112 episodes (laughs) yeah uh and i i do want it to just on one part be like a brief description of the episode but on the other hand to also like put some warnings about some of the content we talk about because you know there are points where things get kind of heavy during the podcast (laughs) yeah especially with the with like the epilogues and shit those the yeah, yeah. There, there's probably some of that could do with a proper content warning. Yeah. Um. Uh. What else? So we got the. We're working on a long-term solution. Look, working on looking at getting a website set up. Um. What else do we want to cover uh, before we head out on this one? Um. Uh. You want to talk about just like the growth of the show over the years? I feel like um I, I feel like generally I, I I don't like to talk about like specific like numbers because I don't want to fix it on that. But given that we're probably seeing our like our, our our peak of growth and our peak of interesting subject matter, I feel like this is probably a better time, as good a time to talk about as any. Yeah, uh, I I I am continuously surprised by how many people continue to listen to the podcast. Uh, uh-huh. I feel like. I feel like everyone in the Discord, or at least the vast majority of people in the Discord, are people who are caught up. Um, and that's the only real people that I interact with who who listen to us. Uh, mm-hmm. but but at the same time, we we have retained like a a two to three hundred listeners per week. Uh, even though like the past like. What like two months now? We we've been kind of spotty with the episodes, and yeah, and that it was just like a nice reminder that like there are people who are still working through our content, uh-huh. uh, which is nice. Uh, 
I, I've mentioned before how I, I when we first started, I, I felt like the vast majority of our listeners would just be like friends of ours giving us pity listens. Yeah, yeah, like the the four fr- mutual friends of ours who are like have all read Homestuck before. I figure we're just gonna be our 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 our, uh, our our tiny little fan base. Yeah, but um, like our our Discord originally. Uh, originally we didn't have a Discord. It, it, I don't think we ever really had any intentions. We had never talked about it, because uh, mm-hmm. it, w- it was just a group chat between me, you, and Alex. Uh, and then we did the, um, it was, it was one of the Minecraft concerts. We, we, we did a very sudden, like, meetup. Well, attempted Impromptu one. Homestuck meetup yeah. at, uh, was that Mind Gala? I think... Or no, that was that was after no, that was before I started doing doing those things. Um, one of the one one of like the early in the pandemic like, uh, Minecraft concerts that were hosted by like a bunch of like big people in, like the hyper pop scene. Yeah. Um. It, the the Discord I believe came out of that. Yeah. Uh, because the at the first one that we both went to, uh, we had like an impromptu Homestuck fan meetup. Um, and then after that, it became like, hey, is, is, why don't, this is like a good avenue for self-promotion slash a way to, you know, keep people around and have fun and fuck around with. So the Discord ended up, or uh, the Discord started out of that. And then, um, I think we actually got like a, a decent amount of, like a little bit of usage out of it, like once or twice for subsequent shows. Yeah. Cause, cause originally. And then it became like the, the, our general purpose discord yeah because originally like everyone in here were like friends of ours who were just attending the minecraft concert as well mm-hmm. uh and, and then we had a couple of people who who joined that were that were part of the homestuck meetup uh i think i think all of those people left uh not our friends if, our if, friends if anybody is yeah. still around from that if anybody rem- if anybody uh like became an actual listener as a result of that. Uh, shout out to you! You are the truest fans. We love you. Yeah, if you if you became a listener of us because we were like annoying at the Minecraft concert, please like tell me so I can we like love I you. can like shake your hand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, but yeah, uh, we have a lot of listeners, uh, and I, I I am consistently surprised by that. The 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 people are actually enjoying listening to us and actually listen to us like while they're doing things like at, mm-hmm. at work or driving or hit the brakes um <laughs> remember, don't do that remember remember that remember that bit uh <laughs> <laughs> hit the brakes god uh yeah um <laughs> yeah I, yeah sorry I, I, yeah i don't know i'm just i'm just like constantly surprised uh yeah i it's it's really cool um like it, it's we definitely, if we wanted to go for, like, a big fan base, uh, we picked the wrong subject um, and the wrong year to start doing it. But, um, I ultimately, like, this was just, like, a, a passion project, like, from the get-go. So, like, the fact that, like, anybody stuck around um, and have been sticking around, um, it, it, does, it does really mean a lot. Like, the, yeah. the idea that somebody would, like, stick around and keep listening to us week after week um and come back after we had posted for a while and hear what's going on like it it it, it's cool to have a a fan base to connect with um and even though you know it's it's a it's a it's a fan relationship but like i it's it's cool to have 
Um, and I appreciate everybody uh, who has um, stuck around and listened to the show, uh, just because it's cool to it's cool to have a number that uh, doesn't really go down. Yeah, uh, it's, it's cool to have it's cool to have loyalists. It's a good feeling to like have to know that like fans are like around and not just clicking on your shit because it's trendy. Yeah. Uh, I think for a while, like, I think the, uh, for the bonus episodes, I had an idea of, like, getting, like, some better SEO going, but, uh, ultimately that ended up not really mattering that much, um, and it was just fun to do Homestuck stuff, so, yeah. Yeah. Thanks to everybody who stuck around for the Homestuck stuff. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, speaking of listeners, uh, I, I will now briefly touch on a little bit of information that, that came up in our, in our Spotify wrapped. Uh, oh. And not not take nearly as long as I did the last time we tried recording this because Spotify has these absurdly long transitions between information, uh, and it, I think it it was like a good ten minutes of me trying to like get through like information that can be conveyed in in maybe like a couple of sentences. It it was terrible. The first swing at this episode was a disaster. Yeah, uh, I had no idea. That like that information would have taken that long to get through, but anyways, all right. Uh, I prepared screenshots of it so that I could quickly get through it. Um, uh, we were listened to in in thirty eight countries uh, on Spotify. Uh, the the top four are completely not surprising because they are the United States, Canada, the UK, and Australia. Uh, Let's go. But shout out to a uh, number five who is mildly surprising, and that's. Chile, uh, shout out to our Chilean listeners. <laughs> Big shout out! Uh, th- thank you to every- thank you to everyone tuning in from uh, Chile. Uh, I-, I I don't know anything about your country, um, but I'm I'm sure it's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, and, and thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, our podcast was in the top twenty five percent most shared globally. Whoa. Seventy five percent. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you to all of our brave and powerful soldiers for having the bravery, uh, for having the courage, uh, even to to share a Homestuck podcast with people in 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 our in the year of our Lord twenty twenty two. Yeah, I think I think the most shocking part about this is that it does specify. I, I mean, I mean, I'm assuming that it's. Well, I mean, it has to be just Spotify links, and there is yeah, th- yeah. there there like yeah, we have a Spotify link on our Twitter, uh. But only 75%, well, I mean, 75% is direct link. Uh, mm-hmm. But then 8% is text. We got people out here texting links to our podcast. Uh, Thank you. We have 8% of uh, that who is who is sharing our podcast via Snapchat. Uh, and then 4% on WhatsApp. Shout out to all the people who were sharing us in in absurd ways. Yeah, I I, I think that like the takeaway from that is that we are we 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 thrive via word of mouth. So um, I guess thank you to our fans for uh for spreading the good word. Hell yeah, uh, we are apparently in the top ten most top ten percent most followed podcasts. Uh, I thumbs up. I think I think dead podcasts are probably included in that. Uh, so we're, we're probably standing upon a heap of corpses, uh, but we're still the top 10%. So I guess that's what, that's what matters. Uh, our listeners apparently scored our podcast a 4.7, uh, presumably out of five out of 10. 
<laughs> That'd be a lot funnier. <laughs> I I hope it's out of ten. I, I hope that people are using like the I I I don't even know how like they get. I, I don't even. I don't think I've ever rated a track on Spotify, so I don't know if that's just not a feature I'm not aware of or what. But I think it'd be funny if people were just hating. Um, <laughs> and I gotta say, if you're around to hate, uh, keep doing it. It's funny. Hell yeah. Um, we we had a lot of growth this year. Uh, we had a 102% increase in followers, 50, 56% increase in streams, 54% increase in hours, uh, and 41% increase in listeners. And I'm going to guess, uh, slash be informed by the last time I had the discussion, that most of this uh, peaked around summer when we were covering the epilogue. Yeah, uh, the, the, there was a, a week where we had like a like a 60% increase in in listens uh and it was the week where we wrapped up the epilogues uh-huh. so yeah so people everybody everybody wants everybody wants a piece of that yeah um and the final piece of information i'll cover is in in other people's spotify wraps um we for 453 people uh we were in their top 10 most listened podcasts uh, for 331 people, we were in their top five. And then for 120 people, we were their number one most listened to podcast on Spotify. And those uh, 120 people are uh, sleeper agents who will be <laughs> activated at a later date for unspecified purposes. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Yeah. We've, we've implanted you with uh, key, with, uh, with uh, call signs that even you don't know about yet. Um, so whenever Homestuck <laughs> 2 release, whenever, all, all we gotta say is whenever Homestuck 2 releases, a lot, some shit's gonna happen. People are gonna, people are gonna get some messages in their brain. Hell yeah. So yeah, that, um, that was some, some nice information from our Spotify rap. Uh, yeah, I, th- I, I think in totality, I, uh, last time I looked at our listens across the board, we're, we're around 50k listens right now, which is a lot. It's not a bad lifetime number. So, so I'll take that. So so shout out everybody. Yeah, shout out to everybody. Uh, anybody listening? Anybody who has listened? Um, anybody who was any part of uh, AHP uh, on its way through Homestuck, um, no matter how small. Uh, thank you, thank you all so much. And and thank you, John. Um, I've said it a bunch of times already this episode, but it. Thank you so much. This is. Uh, this has just been an amazing experience, um, and it would not have been the same if I had done it on my own. Teehee. <laughs> it's been good. It's been fun. Yeah. I don't know why we keep talking like it's ending. <laughs> I I don't know. I, I I don't know. Uh, I mean, like we're we're slowing down. Uh, we did we did this last. This is like also how we talk when we were like doing our first end of year wrap up episode. So like I don't know. Deal with it. <laughs> True. Um. Let's see. Uh. I, we have been blabbering for a long, long time. We have, um, and we are. I am. At, we're almost out of points on on the document. Um. So, uh, I think that the next thing, next proper thing to do is probably to would be to wrap this up and to give our shout outs. Um. So, uh, before we do that, uh, is there, is there anything else that we want to talk about? Any anything else that uh you want to put on the table before twenty twenty three? Uh, anything in general? Anything at all? Um. I don't know. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, this this, this episode is not going to hit you until probably after Christmas. Uh, but I hope you all had a good Christmas. 
and 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 happy new year. Uh, let, let's hope we all have a very nice 2023. Likewise, likewise. Uh, it, 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 happy, Merry Christmas, everybody uh, who celebrates. Um, and like, uh, I hope everyone's December is uh is 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 doing okay. I hope you're staying warm. Um, the heating has been off in my apartment building for the past couple of days, uh, and that's been painful. So I hope everyone else, I hope everyone's staying warm around here. Yeah, and just a reminder: <laughs> the the next time everybody will see us, we're gonna be talking about uh Colonials. Yeah. Um, I, it sounds like we're trying to get the episode wrapped up. So uh, shall we? I thought that's what we were doing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, well, um, in that case, uh, you have been listening to a Homestuck podcast. Uh, I'm Aiden. I'm John. Um, John, uh, shall we shout out the patrons? Uh, I... I guess, I guess, I, I guess uh, I've been wait, starting wait, first, wait, so. wait, 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 Hang on. I want to do something special for this episode. Uh, okay. I, I have been reading everyone's names, well, mostly everyone's names, since we started, and so for this episode, I'm gonna let you do everyone. Whoa! Uh, I and 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 for, because this is kind of like our 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 big looking back. We're we're done with everything. We're gonna be doing fan content from now on. I, I I'm I'm gonna let you read everyone who's ever given us money before, not just the people who are currently giving us money. Whoa! Uh, because okay. I feel like those people. Should be valued right now. We can we can go back to just valuing the people who who are currently giving us money in in the next episode. But all right, here's everyone. Okay, let it rip. Okay. Uh, well, in that case, um, uh, thank you so much to our our patrons current and throughout time. Um, thank you to Ashen One, Michael P, Haxus Three, Proof of the Twenty Seventh. Mel, uh, Tezrak, Amber M, Danny, Caffeine, Leo J, uh, Gareth F, Simon Martins, uh, Neakak, uh, Aubrey W, Ina E, and Darsh. Um, thank you all so much for the support. Uh, thank you to our friends among them, um, for getting us off the ground. Uh, and thank you to everybody, uh, in general. Um, it, uh, Thank, thank you so much for having the, the faith in us to give us your actual uh, legal tender currency. Um, it, it means a lot. Yeah. Uh, and, and thank you all. Thank you from me as well, everybody. Uh, and I just want to say, uh, you you <laughs> calling Corin by her username and not Corin. I I did go. I was going through the list. Thank you to Corin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Thank you, everyone. Thanks for the money. Uh, the money helps always. Uh, I don't know. Thanks. Thank you. I love you all. Um, I would like to also extend our second shout out as is usual to, uh, all of our listeners. Um, uh, Patreon, patrons or not. Um, thank you guys all so much. Uh, reading the non Homestuck Homestuck stuff was a absolute blast. Um, and I hope everyone who was listening throughout 2022 uh, had as good of a time as I did, uh, because I had a really good time. Um, and again, uh, it's cool to have a listener base, as always. Um, I really appreciate fan engagement uh, and just having a uh, base in general to always come back to record for uh, every week. It's it's very cool. 
So thank you guys all so much. Um, and uh, as is usual, our, our third shout out, uh, as always, goes to Alex, our artist and editor. I guess we should. I was thinking we should. Just, we could just been calling him like our producer the entire time. Yeah, that would have been a better <laughs> like single job title than artist slash editor. Um, but regardless, uh, shout out to the the one man production team, Alex. Uh, we we really do appreciate everything that you've done for us. Um, and, uh, I, I really, I, it, it means a lot. Um, thank, thank you from, from me personally. Uh, it's, it, it's, it's, it's cool that an idea that we had, uh, is kind of, it's like borderline, like a shit post, uh, ended up, c- could be realized, uh, because of your contribution. So thank you so much, Alex. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, I hope everybody had a, at least, uh, tolerable 2022. Um, and, uh, we will see you again in 2023, uh, when we come back to talk about Cyclonials again. Yeah. Um, so thank you, everybody, and, uh, we will see you around. Later, everyone. Bye.